This episode of the Duck Gun Podcast proudly brought to you by Gunner Kennels. Gunner Kennels, the market's only double-walled, roto-molded dog crate, and a five-star crash test-rated kennel. These American-made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy testing just to show how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it, hammering it with a 630-pound sled, tossing it off a 200-foot cliff, and shooting it with a 12-gauge at seven paces with no pellet penetration. You're hitting the road with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Protect your best friend and protect your investment. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. This week, the eighth edition of the weekly hunt update. We talk about the first week and the second weekend of the Indiana duck hunting and a new streak that I'm on. We discuss Kansas and the opening of Elliott Zone um, and their weekend hunts with him and his crew. So real quick, a word from our partners and then we'll get right to it. Hey guys, Tim from HTR here. If you really want to get your group up front and in the action, check out our new HTR A-frame. Hunt anywhere, concealed. It sets up and takes down in less time than it takes to put your waders on. We've developed our own camo patterns for a better hide, with more designs coming. We have you covered from the sides and the top. Oh, and did I mention, our A-frame is only 10 pieces out of the box? Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on htrinnovations.com. Hey guys, another great company that we've partnered with is Sportsman Taxidermy, and we had Corey on the podcast not too long ago, so jump back, check that one out, really great content there, Um, but they do everything from waterfowl, deers, turkey, and they've even done a lion at their shop. It's award-winning taxidermy, and they're out of Belton, Missouri. Um, You can reach them at 816-331-5171 or email at taxidermy at outlook.com and did I mention if you're not in the area they also do shipping so that's great be sure to check them out guys we'd like to give a big thanks to our partners over at White Rock Decoys be a nomad and get out further with more decoys with their lightweight system of windsocks silhouettes and fully collapsible floater decoys We'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners over at Bailey's Game Calls. These 3D printed plastic calls are made in America, highly customizable, and floating. They also have a patent pending on the density of their calls, which allows them to mimic wood and acrylic calls. Be sure to check out Bailey's Game Calls for your next duck or goose call. This is the weekly hunt update um, we do every week, given our little hunt updates. Um, that we have going on each week. Uh, I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I guess you want to you want to start a little bit with um, with sure. what you got. Yeah. So this weekend was our Lone Plains Zone opener. So my father fumbles Carl and myself and Aiden, aka Golden Boy. 
Um, we had a marsh picked out to hunt that we'd never actually hunted before. And my dad had been uh, monitoring this marsh and watching it, and it was loaded with ducks, just lots and lots of mallards, pintails, gadwall, divers. I mean, just a good, good number of ducks. So we were pretty optimistic going into the weekend, and, and a lot of areas were reporting really good numbers of birds. So um, we were real optimistic um, going into Saturday's hunt. And what I thought, now this video for this um, is coming out this Thursday. So I'm not sure when this podcast is posting, um, but when, when will this come out? This comes out Friday. Friday. Okay. So by the time, if you're hearing this, this video, the sun is already posted. You can go see it on my hunting YouTube um, page, but, um, and I said on the video, I said, you know, I think the only thing that's going to stop us today is other hunters because we all know sometimes opening days when you get a marsh, that's just, inundated with hunters the birds get out of there they leave anything circling the marsh gets shot at so even if you've had great scouts and even if you might be on the x you can have a really poor hunt just based on a, a, a marsh being overcrowded mm. especially if you hunt the way the way that we hunt because um we're very unusual i'm, I'm realizing that more and more um as i as i get older the way that we go about our duck hunts are, are, are really unusual um we pass up a lot of shots that almost everyone else will shoot at are and i'm not saying that in a way the same way we're doing is better than anyone else it's just our preference that what we're trying to do is decoy birds and i guess all the youtube videos from everyone else is what's really getting me to understand how unusual the way we go about it so if we have a duck swing through the decoys at 30 yards um we're normally not even shooting that we're hoping that we can get it call it back and get it to hover over in the decoys. All right. That's our ultimate goal is just to hover, get birds hovering over in the decoys. Did um, you ever, uh, sorry to cut in here, but, uh, no, do no. you ever kind of, uh, take that shot at 30 yards? If you kind of, if you seem consistently yes. not working in at that yeah. or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's just hard. It's so, in, it's been so ingrained in me by my dad that like this hunt, as, as I'm going to tell the story, um, I actually put my full choke in, which never happens. I mean, you should see my full choke. It is shiny, and <laughs> shiny metal. Um, there's only one other hunt I can think of that I put it, put it in. It was a couple years ago on a goose hunt. So I even, I even went as far to put my, my full choke in, but then we moved to a different spot and we had these two widgeon that were working us. And this one came right through at 30 yards and I still didn't take the shot and I'm kicking myself for it because now we're in a new spot. They're working different. And I'm just thinking, Maybe, maybe we can get him down on the decoys. And then I passed it up. It was my best opportunity the entire day. And it was a beautiful widgeon, beautiful widgeon Drake. Um, so I was kicking myself for that. And certainly there are times that we take, um, depending on the day, you kind of, you kind of, we kind of see, okay, these are how the birds are working. So from now on, we need to take those passing shots. Um, but we have to get deep into the hunt before, before we'll normally do that. So, um, we anticipated the sun to be a good one unless the, the place was overcrowded with people. We were the first people at the marsh. We got exactly the spot that we wanted and it was not overcrowded at all. We had one group about 250 yards to one side of us, one group about 250 50 yards to the other side of us was not crowded at all. And so we thought, man, we were going to just have a fantastic hunt. <clears throat> and as the, as the sun came up, the, there was movement all over the place. And honestly, we, we didn't even have 
in the first hour, we didn't even have that many shots that we were passing up. Um, the ducks just were not flying over us. They were not flying around us. They were not fly, They were not looking at our decoys at all. Um, now the other the other two groups were shooting, and, and as I was watching, I could see what one of the groups were shooting. They were shooting a lot of shots I wouldn't take, but they were still getting shots that we weren't even we weren't we weren't even getting. And so after about an hour, we just kept watching the movement and clear on this other side of the pool, which was still a long ways from these two other guys. It seemed like all the birds were going down in that spot. So, and we, at this time we had had one group of about three teal come in and Aiden and I both just whiffed them. But I mean, shooting, shooting, whizzing teal, um, out of a layout boat, which we were layout boat hunting is, is definitely a struggle. It's not an easy thing to do at all. So we, we missed that. So we got up, moved our entire set over about 300 yards, and and we decided on this day to go a real small, real small set. We had about two dozen decoys because there was no wind at all. So our what we were trying to do was a small set, but have a lot of movement in it so it looked natural instead of a bigger set. With because if you go like five, six, seven dozen decoys, um, uh, and then you have one jerk rig, there's a huge portion of your of your decoy set that is completely unaffected by the jerk rig that just looks stationary on glass water. So that's kind of the route we were going that day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Jordan, I'm, I'm talking fast, but feel free to cut me off and jump. <laughs> so you point. said, uh, you might've said this, but, uh, um, who, who all was on the hunt again with you? It was Aiden and my dad and, and myself, just the three okay. of us. And so I, we had our labos. So kind of changing it up a little bit. Um, this was Friday. You said Saturday, open the Saturday. Saturday. So I, I was watching, um, you know, I was, I was very proud of you doing some Instagram stories, uh, <laughs> And enjoyed those, you know, uh, oh, yeah, but, uh <laughs> um, but I saw, I saw you had, uh, some of your kids with you. Were they there just along or was that for the hunt? That was for Sunday. So Sunday we okay, hunted. So I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You're jumping ahead, but there's a youth marsh out there that, um, we've hunted multiple times. And what we try to do on weekends like this is we, we hit it, the unhunted marshes because it's the opener on Saturday and we save that youth marsh. Because in, in Kansas, if you take one youth, you can take one adult. So I had two of my boys with me. So we knew on the Sunday that Aiden and I were going to be shooting along with the two boys. And then my dad was just going to be there filming and hanging out. So we, we typically, um, that that's the way we run it. It's been working really good. So we, we figure we get two fresh marshes Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Um, which I'll get on get into that day. Um, more yeah, later. sorry so, to jump ahead. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Jump in with anything. Um so we had our layout boats with us and, and we had, our, and, and we had to portage them. So we had, except it was too far. So we used deer carts and put them on deer carts and got them down into this marsh show, which really allows us to get away from other people when we do it that way. Cause there's no way you can get a boat on these marshes of any kind, unless you are cart a boat at least 200, 300 yards. Um, so we, we saw these ducks were, cause like I said, they weren't even looking at us. It was like, in fact, the name of this video I made is, is blinders on. <laughs> and um it's just because they were just big ducks mallards pintails gadwall teal and none of them showed any interest in what we were doing at all and this is an area that had been holding ducks and this place we were at had been holding ducks. so we thought, well it looks like that the x is not necessarily the x but at least some birds are working down in this corner so we got and moved everything over to the corner come to find out there was a bunch of coots down in that corner that were kind of sucking the birds in right which certainly happened. So we get down there, flush all the ducks, flush all the coots. Now the birds aren't working in the corner anymore. So 
we're down in this corner now and you know it the time's rolling 9 30 10 30 11 o'clock 11 30 and still i mean we haven't left because we're laying there in the layout boats getting all that big you know wish wish of, of wings coming into the marsh and flock after flock after flock is coming in the marsh but now the other two hunting groups have left all the coots are at the other end of the marsh and now everything's going in there right so i even got up walked down the dike was trying to flush coots up you know and <laughs> it was too big of a pool i couldn't do it but it, it was just like, like man what in the world and we're just like there's zero water i mean zero wind so I don't know if, I mean, I know that wind has a factor, but this was opening day, a marsh that had been unhunted since teal season. And we just could not, nothing would look at us. And we were as, as covered up as possible. I mean, in these layout boats, our, our concealment was great, but again, nothing was, we had a couple of groups kind of look at us a little bit. Finally, a couple of mallards swing over and um, we Aiden took about a 30, 35 yard shot. And I would have shot too, but it was over the kind of over the back of my head a little bit. So he finally dropped a mallard. This is like 1130. <laughs> and we shoot our first duck. And oh, wow. so we're all energized. You know, we've got one duck now. It was like, this is like great. You know, <laughs> we finally shot one. And right. So Aiden gets and makes everyone soup and everything. And, and so now it's about 1230 and the wind is finally starting to pick up. So we looked kind of on the other end of the marsh. And not where the ducks had been landing, but a place a little um, different direction. You could actually see the wind rippling on the water. So I'm like, okay, let's pick up everything again. Go go over there and set up where we actually have our decoys in 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 water that's not stagnant. So we picked up everything, moved all the way over there. Um, it's about by the time we're up over there and set up. Now it's like about one o'clock, and the first couple groups that we had really worked us better than any any groups the whole day. And that's when I didn't shoot that um, gad. I didn't call the shot on the gad or on the widgeon that I regretted um, the whole day. But the first week we had a group of about 50 pintails that were really, really thinking about dropping in on us. Um, but then didn't. So after, after that, after those first two groups worked us, we were, I mean, everyone's energized, ready to go. We're going to start shooting ducks. And then it just didn't, we say there till three forty. And nothing after that would same thing, just not work us. And we would have left way earlier, but like I said, it's like there was constant movement in this marsh. It was literally like our decoys are calling. It's like we were invisible. Huh. I've I don't ever remember a situation as bad as this where there's ducks everywhere. Because I mean, normally you'll eventually get like a straggler single or something to coast into the decoys at some point when you have this many ducks around. And just nothing. So we finished up. We were we were in the marsh from about two thirty a.m. till three forty. We were there like thirteen hours, <laughs> uh, and ended up with one mallard drake. <laughs> just just enough ducks to give you a uh, false hope to keep staying. <laughs> I guess us crazy guys enough hope to keep staying because <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, we were there for the weekend, so we kept thinking about leaving. But I mean, if we had left, basically, and I just would have been hanging around the campsite. Um, I would have been processing video and just the amount of ducks that kept, I mean, tons of pintails, tons of gadwalls, just that bobbing quack, 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 quack all day long. <laughs> so it was a beautiful day and we had a lot of fun, but certainly not a head scratchers as to what the problem was. Hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I guess uh, I would feel sorry for you, but uh, your streak of seven limits had to end at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and I knew it would. Man, I, I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that um, a really cold streak has just begun. Is my feeling based on? I haven't sent you the migration report yet, but based on the weather that's in the forecast and what I know is happening locally around here, I think it's going to be tough for what for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I kind of agree with that. It's, it's actually 63 degrees up here in northern Indiana today. And uh, it's just, man, that's not the kind of weather we want for duck hunting. Um, now, are you getting a cold snap here at the end of the week? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd call it a, a cold snap. We'll have lows in like the mid-30s and highs mm-hmm. in the upper 40s. So it'll kind of be what it's been for the last couple of weeks. Um, and that cold streak hit before duck season. So it would have been nice if it didn't and then it hit after. But um, I'm not expecting, you know, any big changes just due to the lack of, I mean, it's not a big change in weather. So sure, we'll yeah. keep having ducks trickle down, but we need a big push, a big weather yeah, change. Yeah, we're going a good from push. mid-60s to low 40s, and then by Friday we'll be at, we've got multiple north wind days, and then we're going from mid-30s to mid-50s. So it's about... 10 degree average drop and hopefully that's enough to bring something fresh down but maybe not maybe not i don't know hmm. hopefully 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 something <laughs> i think i think this weekend sounds going to be rough hmm. yeah um yeah we'll see for us as well i don't know uh, i know we we definitely hunt um some different styles mm-hmm. uh, as far as you get the big public marshes and uh um, we don't have a lot of public land. And so, uh, we, when we can, we hunt the river and, uh, when we find stuff in private, we hunt private if we can get permission. <laughs> yeah. I think right now, if I had a lot of time, I would be out driving, looking for ponds because typically what happens is these birds get pounded on these local areas and they don't migrate. They just get onto the ponds and yeah. they'll, they'll still know where the food is. So they're probably, my guess is they're still pouring into public at night and then right at, right at sunup, they're heading out to loaf on on ponds and I'm almost wondering if we have a really bad week this week and the weather stays the same, I may just go all into the river um, and just see if the Kansas river is holding birds. Cause I know it's not getting hunted. So it could possibly be holding some birds. I don't know. I may do that the following weekend if we're still in this type of weather phase, which I think we're going to be. Yeah. I mean, you can find some pockets of them. Uh, the other thing I know you don't, you don't normally do this, but uh cut corn right now like you said they're not leaving from the ponds and stuff and you just find the the food that's what we've been doing the last couple of days uh driving out and checking on cornfields and you know asking for permission you know oh, somebody's got at least or the farmer's not home so n- no luck yet but <laughs> they're the geese and ducks are out uh in droves in the cornfields right now are they yep i don't you know if we had time to scout um, I, I always think of corn as more, I mean, there's so much abundant food in these public marshes around here. I just wonder if, if we're getting ducks feeding that much in corn around here. I would, I would still think you would. I mean, corn is such a, a good sustaining for a uh, food source and it doesn't take near as much energy to get it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess I can't speak on it. I'm not an expert in your area, but yeah. um, I mean, anywhere where there's agriculture, uh, you see a lot of animals yeah. chowing down. <laughs> I wish that I had more time because I know I wouldn't. I know where the flight lines are from these public places. 
Um, mm. I just don't have the time to put the scouting in for those fields. Like I'm at this point now where um, I were, I know this weekend we're just having to acquire as much information as we can and blind hunt places that we know have food because I, we just don't have, there's no one that can go out and do a bunch of scouting for me because I can't do it because my regular job. So <laughs> we'll be calling the calling network and I've already gotten some good information from some buddies just about what they saw last weekend. Cause we are in a different area. So, but we're going to be hunting blind this weekend. Maybe, maybe the following weekend. I don't know. Mm. That makes it, then you're at, you know, your chance of success goes down even farther at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll jump onto my, my kind of updates. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed to just give my updates this week. Uh, <laughs> Just when you put in this much time and effort and, uh, with this little success, it's just, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's embarrassing. It's hard. It's real. It's It's real. It is real. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. You know, this is what happens. It happens from time to time. I'll tell you what's Um, not real. I'll tell you what's not real is hunters giving off the perception that they shoot their limit every single time out. Cause that's yeah. what's not real. And you see yeah. it a lot. You see people trying to portray, portray that persona that, um, you know, they're shooting their limit every single time. And it's just like going to a store and, and picking chicken off the shelf. It's that easy. And that that's not real. It's not reality. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be embarrassed about it. You guys are busting your butt working hard. That's just, it's just what, it's just what it is. It's real. Yeah. I mean, if someone told me they shot seven limits in a row, I'd be suspect for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's teal. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so, um, Thursday, so Wednesday I went out, I scouted like I'm not, and, uh, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of birds going in there, but you know, first light went out there, scouted, um, saw a couple pairs of mallards going in there. Saw a, a small group, five or six teal going in there. And this is the hunt I was taking my uh, nephew on. Um, so I'm like, okay, we can get one duck out of that. That's all I need to do to have success. Um, you know, just get out there. We're not going to hunt long because he's going to get cold and all that kind of stuff. So I went out there the next day, set up, um, had a decent hide, tall tall grass, and um, got the Momars all brushed in there for chief and um, get set up and nothing 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 like i just just was here yesterday and had birds dropping in at first light and there was nothing uh actually we, we had we had one duck come in and it swung across the decoys kind of hovered at like 20 yards and i thought it was gonna like i should just call the shot i don't know uh for some reason i didn't and he kind of flared off right then and I, I wanted him to come more to the right where i had the the hole set up um, my dad was with me too. He hasn't got his first big duck yet. He shot a till earlier this season. Um, <laughs> so that was part of it as well. I just wanted to make sure we got a real good shot of him coming in. Um, and he didn't. And then my dad's like, why didn't you call a shot? I'm like, ah, I should have. And cause the bird just flew off after being right over the decoys, but you know, 20 yards and to the right, my dad was on the left side of me. So anyways, that happened. And then we did have a solo come in about nine o'clock. We're about to pack up. Um, and it comes in, uh, gonna decoy. And, and then the, I pulled up too soon that time, uh, <laughs> and shot three times. My dad shot as well. Uh, I think he only shot once. Um, but it was an easy shot. Like we're talking like it, it when I pulled up, it was probably 20 yards. It wasn't quite cupped yet. Um, they come down this Creek. So there's a Creek that comes in and, and right in the pool and we're sitting on the mouth of the Creek and the bird comes from our left and comes right in front of us. Like there's trees and this Creek is 
Uh, it's the same creek as from like uh, the two man limit, the three minute limit last year. Uh, and uh-huh. so, you know, it's like, it's right there. If they're coming up that creek, it's right in front of you. Anyways, I missed them three times. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was so, I was so disappointed when that happened. But yeah. Um, yeah. honestly, my nephew it didn't seem to care at all. Um, he was just glad to be out there. You know, I gave him one of my duck calls. He's chewing his orange crackers and spitting cracker crumbs into it. And <laughs> <laughs> it's his now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm probably not going to use that one for a while. <laughs> Clean it out or something. So uh, it was still great to do that. You know, that's kind of what it's all about. It really would have been nice. I just wanted to be able to see him, you know, hold a duck and kind of get his reaction and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, but, you know, it was all good because tomorrow we we'd had a, scouted on a hunt on a farm pond that was kind of like a uh, <clears throat> it was gonna be just easy pickings you know the birds coming in we know right where they like to go on the pond and and this is um, sunday this is friday then so that was thursday this is friday okay. um i actually hunted four days in a row so <laughs> nice uh, yeah kind of <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah so we're all excited for this this hunt is with the hdr guys so, you know, doing the dual hunting, filming stuff um, with them. So we get out there, get set up, um, get the decoys going. We got some of uh, those Hignan, what are they called? Butt ripplers or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. that uh, They spit the water. They look pretty good. Uh, and we're ready for the ducks to come in. And so um, and then, you know, first light, they actually, they didn't show up. It was kind of weird. Uh, um but you know a little bit after that we did have some show up and they didn't show up kind of in the numbers we expected but we had a few we had we had uh you know a group of uh, of three come in we busted two of them start the morning off uh the third one wasn't even range we didn't shoot at it uh so we're two for two to start the day off and um you know then after that it was just poor shooting um actually went back uh, so, some of these shots were kind of like on the, the out, out range, I'd say, you know, these birds circled and circled and they worked and then some of them would land and they'd land too far to the right. And the way we were set up, we're kind of set up in layout blinds on the edge of the pond in a hole. So like it's a part of a cow pasture. Um, and so like, there's like kind of a hole where the cows have worn away the edge of the pond. So we kind of got down in there to lower our profile and then chief's blinds over to the right. So the problem was we didn't have a shot. So they'd come right in front of, front of us. And then about 25 yards, they'd swing to the left hard and land right in the water. So right. we didn't have a shot when they came, uh, to our right. So we're taking them right before that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. So the shots did end up being about 30, 35 yards. Um, but that's, you know, not really an excuse. Um, but I just had terrible shooting again. Um, and the hunt didn't go as good as it would have if we could have just knocked down some birds. So it was so definitely cool. How many, how many to, guys did you on that? How, did, how many did we get? We hey guys. Got, it was just three of us. Okay. Yeah. And how many did you end up with? We just ended up with three. <laughs> So, and then, uh, to kind of make matters worse, we, we pick up like it's eight 30. Um, the birds, you know, showed up kind of shooting. They shoot up, showed up about, you know, usually they show up right at shooting light. They showed up maybe 30 minutes after that. And then, um, you know, we can have group after group after group, three groups in a row, you know, they worked us, we shot, we shot, you know, just a few. Um, and then, um, we're like, well, the morning flight's over and, uh, <laughs> We didn't think things were going well anyway, so we pack up, and as we're packing up, just groups, like a few groups, more groups, 
starts showing up and we're like packing things up. We're like, we, we moved, we, we quit hunting too soon. Um, what time did you quit? It was, I think it was about nine 30. Yeah. That seems like that's about when most people start packing up. I mean, if you've had decent movement, you got to ride that at least till 11. Yeah. I mean that nine thirty is way too early to pack up. Yeah. I think norm, normally we do, but the thing about it is kind of when it's a dual thing, like working and hunting, yeah, you kind of yeah, yeah. have to, you know, sure. pick mm-hmm. your battles. And we thought today wasn't the greatest day as far as like, we did have some movement, but, um, but we got to get back and work. So <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, that makes it totally different. Yeah. So uh, Saturday, yeah, we'd be there till noon. Um, but not, not, not going to happen necessarily on a weekday. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of, you know, that, that hunt just ended badly because we're literally, as we're getting out of the field, we look back and there's birds sitting in the pond right where we're at. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that was a bad goes. taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, um, so we got, we got some shot cams. I got a shot cam on my gun. So go back and look at, uh, the footage afterwards, which is kind of cool to, to see that, but man, I was knocking some feathers off these birds and they weren't dropping. Um, it was just like, was it feathers so, off the back end of them? Yeah. Some of them were feathers off the back ends. Like they're yeah. missing like feathers out of their wings. They're missing. Like you could see like a poof and it'd come from their back half. So it was either, you know, and then I'd be like, Oh, I'm not leading them far enough and like overcompensate. And then, you know, watch the shot cam as all my shot goes right in front of them. It's just crazy being able to see like so accurately afterwards. Like you can literally see the shot. You can slow That's it cool. down frame by frame. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of it afterwards and maybe I'll post it up in the Facebook group. Uh, yeah. It's just crazy to be able to see the shot and see where you aim, where the mm-hmm. shot goes, your pattern, everything. You don't what even a helpful pattern. tool. <laughs> yeah. What it's, a helpful it's crazy. Tool. So yeah, yeah, I had some birds that I just walloped and uh, you know, the luck wasn't, wasn't on me. Um, well, that's gotta make you feel better. It, it doesn't, it doesn't I, at the same time. Cause one, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not just like all of a sudden an awful shot. Um, yeah. maybe I'm a little rusty, not hitting them quite as good as I, but I need to get my confidence back. Cause when you get in these slumps that yeah. you're trying to make these adjustments that you don't really necessarily need to make, it's just a minor tiny thing. Uh-huh. And if you're, you're changing your lead by a foot or two, that's not helping anything. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like within it, like basketball or baseball, once it gets in your head, you overthink everything. It's like when you're shooting well, you could close your eyes and kill them. Yeah. And we're shooting poorly. It's just like, whoa, because it just gets in your head. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to break out of a bad slump like that. Yeah. And then you're changing ammo, which changes the speed. And then you're like, I, I just yeah. need to stick with one thing uh-huh. and figure this out and, and yeah. work through it. It's like uh shooting free throws or three pointers. Just, mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes that's, that muscle memory just get back in the swing of things. And two, it doesn't help. We're not seeing a lot of birds, so I'm not getting a lot of shots. Yeah. So tell me how um, many, what, what was your shooting that day? How many shells did you shoot? I shot seven and hit one bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And no, that's not fun. So yeah, if, we, if we're keeping a tally, I am one for 10 so far on the weekend. <laughs> mm, ouch. Yeah. So that's my first two days. Um, do you want to go ahead and say your Sunday? Then we'll jump back to my last two. Sure. So when we got done with uh, Saturday's hunt, we were exhausted. We ran into a small town and had an amazing sloppy, greasy meal. I had a half pound Western burgers, like onion rings and Swiss cheese. And oh man, it was the best. And so after that, we went out to this um, youth marsh and we scouted it. And 
the ducks were in the opposite side of where they normally are or where, where we had been seeing them during teal season and where most of the, most of the food was. Um, but we had a bunch of, we had both boys and then golden myself and my dad. So we're like, okay, this isn't teal season. We have to worry about concealment a lot more. So we identified kind of a tree um, that we'd probably want to set in. And, and there was a ton of ducks in this little end of the, of the lake. And so we felt pretty confident about it, but at the same time we had just gone that marathon where the ducks hated us. So it was hard to feel overly confident, but there was a ton of ducks in there, big ducks. So like, surely we'll go in there and you know, something good will happen. So we get in there in the morning and we split up into two groups. One shot Wheezy and my dad went off down the bank area. And then um, Nevin, Aiden, myself, we actually got out into the water, built a little blind around a tree that was even closer to where the bulk of the ducks were sitting. So we were like right smack in where all the ducks were the night before. And man, the sun comes up and all of the ducks that were, first of all, there wasn't as many ducks there as, as the night before. And, but there were still plenty of ducks, but they were all going out and landing in open water. None of them were coming back to where they were the night before. I don't know. There was, a, I know there was a wind shift during the night, uh, but there wasn't much wind this morning. So it was a really, really slow hunt. And um, we got bored and a couple coots um, <laughs> paddled in the decoys and we were teasing Nevin and uh, got him to swat one of those coots, which I got on video, which was pretty funny. <laughs> And shortly thereafter, a group of about eight green wings circled us a couple of times and I'm filming, I'm sitting right beside Nevin. I got all this. I think this video will probably come out next Monday. Um, and circled us, circled us, called them right in. I called the shot perfect and Nevin and Aiden come up, unload their guns and just nothing. Just whiff, <laughs> whiff fest, which is good because on video, I like hop out around the blind. I'm putting the camera on them, just like laughing at them, laughing at them because they whiffed. And, and I actually was with my camera, I was able to slow that video down too. And, and I, you can't see the shot, but you can certainly see the wad um, with my camera. It wasn't zoomed in. And I mean, both of, both of their shots looked as though they were, if they missed those birds, it was by based on the wad, it was a minuscule amount of distance that they were missing their birds. <laughs> but so that was pretty funny. And of course, I mean, Aiden is like, you know, well, he hunted 13 hours the day before he's, he's wanting to leave early. And so now he's just like, not feeling very happy about life. <laughs> um, so I got, a, I got a good chance to make fun of them. And, and right after that happened, we could see where Elijah and my dad were hunting, but it's about 300 yards away. And we saw a flock come right down into them, landed in their decoys, flushed, heard the shot and saw, um, a duck just crumple and go down. So, you know, we're the only people on this marsh and we're screaming clear across the marsh, you know, cause at this point of the weekend, one duck is huge, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it was Elijah that shot it. And, um, you know, when, when you're taking it in Elijah's 14, when you're taking a, a younger hunter out, if they can shoot one solid kill on the day, they're probably going to be pretty happy. Their expectations are so, so that was really cool. Um, and then Aiden had to leave early. So then it was just Nevin and myself. And, um, I'm still kicking myself in the butt for this one. It's kind of haunting me. We had, we had some mallards actually working us <clears throat> and the, the, the mojo head, the spinner just stopped spinning. And I thought, I thought these ducks were gone and not coming back. And so I, I started walking out to the spinner and one mallard drakes coming in and trying to land right on us. Right. So. <laughs> And I didn't even see it. Nevin just told me this has happened because Nevin was apparently like, dad, dad. 
And the stupid thing still, though, it tried to come in on us, and then it went over about 70 yards and landed. But this is like vegetation pools with little channels through it. So we couldn't see the duck, and it landed. So we're like, okay, I think that we can probably maybe get over there within 30 yards and flush this thing and shoot it. Um, so I, what I should have done was said, okay, Nevin, you're going to do this and I'm going to film. What I actually did was say, all right, let's both go out there and, and both try to go after this duck. Um, and honestly, I was being extremely selfish. It had just been such a bad weekend and I wanted to make sure we killed that duck. And I don't know why I didn't think, Hey man, this is your boy's day. Just take the camera and let it let whatever happen happen. We don't have to have a duck that bad. But I don't know why it didn't even go through my mind. I honestly, I think I was just being completely selfish. So we we snuck over there, flushed this thing up, and in my mind, I was like, man, I, I gave a little bit of a hesitation, but I'm thinking this thing's gonna get away. I pulled the trigger and dropped it, and I hear him go, oh well, he was just getting ready to squeeze the trigger. So I, I literally, I kind of shot this duck out from under him. Uh, <laughs> and so now I'm just feeling like absolute crap because here I've like robbed him of this opportunity to drop this Mallard Drake. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? Why in the world would I, what is my first Mallard of the season? Now it's completely tainted because it's like, this is my boy. He's out here. He's got a chance. It would have been great video of the whole thing. And whether he gets it or not, let, let the kid try, you know? And it really, really annoyed with myself. I keep keeps haunting me in my head. It's like, man, I, I robbed that opportunity from him to try to shoot a flushing mound. Maybe he would have killed it. Maybe he wouldn't have. But I, I, I took, I stole the opportunity from him. You know, mm -hmm. um, so that uh, made me feel like crap, honestly. But and he's not, he's not like all crying about it. He's like, don't worry about, it, don't worry about. It. But it just makes me mad at myself that I allowed myself to be a little greedy and and take the poop. So. That mount was a little not as fun. It was a flush shot. It wasn't a decoy shot. So, but it didn't ruin the day or anything. Just kind of made me disappointed with myself. Um, so then shortly after, it was like 10 o'clock. We've got about a three and a half hour drive. The, and the flight is, there's not that many flights. So we decided to pack. But I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous day, which on my video, I really try to highlight the beauty of this place. And I haven't made the video yet, but I tried to get a lot of shots of this prairie marsh and everything. So I think it'll be a decent video. I've got the, the whole coot thing and making fun of him about that. I've got um, the flock that they missed, and I was mocking him about that. Um, so I think the video will be halfway decent. But I, I went into this weekend thinking, man, I, I'm thinking we're probably going to shoot limits of big ducks this weekend. And I come out of it with myself, one Mallard Drake. Aiden shot one Mallard Drake. My dad shot nothing. Um, Elijah shot one green wing and Nevin shot a coot which by the way tomorrow we're having a taste test a blind taste test <laughs> coot versus teal and i'm gonna make a video of that that ought to be interesting nice i think coot is gonna taste fine Th there's not much meat there i mean way less than a teal it's very thin and and but I, I, I bet you that there I, I wouldn't be surprised if they can't tell the difference huh that'll be interesting for sure yeah so i'm gonna try to do a quick video on that tomorrow halloween about that hmm so what'd you get out as far as videos from, from your weekend? Um, so yeah, so I guess I will, I, I made a kind of a hunt update wrapping up, you know, cause there's just so much lack of content. I don't, uh, as far as my format, I don't normally do the hunts that are complete busts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it just depends on the situation, you know? Uh, just if I think I can make a video out of it, I do. If I don't think I can, then I don't. 
Um, but yeah, so I will have one hunt update kind of wrapping up the three of them. Um, and then the Friday one will go up on the HDR waterfowl, um, channel for those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. and that one's actually done. It's coming out on Friday. Did I say that already? Um, no, I didn't say that. So that one's getting posted on Friday. Uh, then I have the hunt update done for my channel, Duck Gun Chronicles, which will come out uh, probably tomorrow, as long as I get enough time to edit the podcast and then post it up tonight. Um, if not, then it'll be the next day. And then I have to work on my Sunday video still, um, which I haven't got to the update on those, that one yet. So uh, the next day that I went out was Saturday, out with HDR guys again. Um, we have this big hunt planned um, <laughs> out in a, a place that we've had success in the past. We scouted it out. Um, but we did, we kind of, in, in hindsight, um, we kind of realized our mistake. So just to make the, the outcome of the hunt is we only shot two mallards and earlier that week, um, I think it was Thursday, Thursday we went out and scouted it. Um, and this pond is a farm pond. Um, it was holding like 400 geese and like a hundred ducks. So <laughs> you're thinking like, you know, like tell, tell the guys, get everybody ready. We're going to have an awesome hunt. So we go out uh-huh. there Saturday, um, and you know, nothing like birds aren't flying, you know, first light comes and we're like, well, shoot, well maybe, you know, this isn't the roost. This isn't the roost that we're hunting. So maybe they went out to feed and we can see geese. We can see geese in the field, like adjacent to, uh, um, this pond, like just pouring in there and ducks pouring into it and they're feeding, you know, eating up all the corn. Um, and we're like, all right, well, they're going to come back here to the day pond, you know, from, they went from the roost to the cornfield to come back to here is the day pond because when we scouted it, it was a little later in the, the morning. And so, and then they don't come. Um, and uh-huh. so, um, yeah, we ended up having two mallards come in. They snuck up on us cause we're all at this point, we're just like chatting and <laughs> sitting in the blind and all of a sudden someone says ducks and they, they land right in the set, um, try to spook them up, end up, you know, shooting them, uh, and they, you know, they both lived up after that. But that's the only two ducks we got. Um, I shot the, the mallard drake, went one for one. <laughs> big, improve, big improvement yeah. Um, yeah. from one and seven. But nothing really to, to brag about, honestly, one and one. Um, but, yeah, so we ended up getting the two out of that. We had another group that landed on the pond, but not in range. But, yeah, like I said, they're just all landing out in the cornfield. So kind of going back to the mistake, you know, that we learned from – um, was these birds were really skittish. And when we went out to scout it, um, Tim actually checked the, the plot watcher. He's got a plot watcher on this pond and the plot watcher, for those of you who don't know, most people know, but it just takes picture after picture and you can kind of scroll through it. It's almost like a time-lapse of oh. an area. Um, and he'll just leave it there, you know, cause it's private property on this pond and it'll just go, 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 go. And so after we went out and, and checked that plot watcher, um, the birds never came back so we had to get close enough to the pond that it spooked them away and they're so skittish because this is the first week they've been shot at you know everybody in the area has hunted them hard they never came back so <laughs> oh man so yeah it's just crazy because you go from you know four or five hundred birds on this pond and not a big pond at that um to nothing and your you know hopes and dreams are just shattered so <laughs> unfortunate yeah that's rough man with mallards when you flush them off you just never know yep yeah sometimes they come back sometimes they don't yeah so we kind of decided that you know the result of this is just, you just don't go scout um in the middle of the day or um 
we'll just have to be more careful yeah. going forward on that kind of stuff. Um, so that yeah. was just the outcome of the the Saturday hunt. Um, yeah, Chief got a couple of retrieves, so can't complain about that. Always good to work work Chief, and he's been sitting in the Mo Marsh blind, so getting more work with that. And um, I think I talked about yeah last week. I talked about how Chief had that incident in public land chasing the cripple. So I've been working with the e-collar. I worked all week up to these hunts, and then every one of these hunts, he's been wearing the e-collar, and um, uh-huh. and it's been great, honestly. Um, you know, it's the first time I've actually had to use an e-collar. Uh, it's my first dog, so um, just seeing that and being able to work with it, I think it's going to help out a lot. That's great. Did you just buy one, or have you had one and just been waiting to use it? So I had one, and kind of kind of a long story but i got it and i wanted to use it you know to use it for the training and then i tried it out with chief and you know you're supposed to like test the dials and all that kind of stuff and i think i didn't have it tight enough so you know first time using it um put it on them and work up that you know you're supposed to test 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 and you know go up one notch test it go up one notch test it well nothing's happened i'm like chief you're the most stubborn dog ever like (laughs) you don't care and then finally i turned it up high enough that the shot could bridge from the gap in between his fur and the, the plugs and he starts yelping and crying I'm like I'm throwing this thing in garbage I'm never using it again and I just put <laughs> it in the drawer never used uh-huh. it again until uh-huh. this happened I'm like okay I need to revisit this and try it out again so this time got it up real snite, tight and snug got the longer pins uh-huh. and uh, and worked it up and he's like a two or three kind of dog like it's got ten dials yeah, so, yeah. so last time I shocked him on like eight you know it's like oh uh, yeah out yeah so i'd i'd been leery ever since that but having something like that you know is unsafe as well so um but yeah it's it's working really good um just on his obedience where he doesn't want to (laughs) which when you get out there and there's excitement and distractions it can be a little bit difficult well if you can get him responsive on a two or three that's awesome because you know all you want to do is a little as little nick as possible yeah um, he's to get him to do what you want that's awesome that's great that's great. Yeah. I don't know. So last, I don't know if I'll use one or not. You might, you might on your next dog. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So last time of the update, um, went out there on Sunday and, Oh, I didn't mention my brother-in-law came in from Tennessee on that hunt. So unfortunate, uh, to have a slow day like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so we're going to go out on Sunday and, um, I'd been, I scouted out. Um, one thing that's difficult about hunting this much, I know, like, for me hunting too much to scout but, <laughs> um, is getting able to scout and so I scouted it out on Thursday night it's upon a public marsh pond whatever you want to call it um, it's actually called a lake but it's really small so I don't know why it's classified as that but um, real marshy area and there's this back slough that kind of narrows down and widens back up and the wood ducks just love it um, I've shot wood duck limits out there multiple times so it's great. So anyways, um, we're going to go out there, scout it out on f- Friday evening, um, and I knew we'd be able to hunt it Sunday morning. So I'm like, well, this is going to be great if no one hunts it Saturday, but I have no way of knowing if someone hunts it Saturday. Uh-huh. So anyways, I'm scouting it out there and sitting out there, you know, scoping it out with the Binox and uh, last light, you know, out of this slough, just like wave after wave of wood duck. I mean, we're talking like 40, 50 of them just come out. And I'm like, that's all I need to see. And I, and I go home like this. This is going to be good. Um, so we'll go back there on Sunday. And so we go out there on Sunday. It's raining, um, <laughs> fighting the elements. I'm messing with 
so I decide for whatever reason, I'm going to hunt in a spot in this place that I've never hunted. Um, I'm just going to go try it out. And anytime you try that in the dark and then we get out of the canoe and like, we can't stand here. It's too deep. Um, uh-huh. there's holes everywhere. We keep stepping in. So then we readjust and, um, and then finally I'm like, well, like we're just going to you know try over here now. And, and then the same kind of thing, but a little bit better. Um, so then I'm rushing for time and I start chucking out my decoys and, um, got like, the remnants of lily pads and then the pool and I can't throw them far enough <laughs> to get them to this, you know, the, the part of the pool where they're going to be visible to the ducks coming in. So, you know, rushing to finally get that. And then I'm messing with chief's mow marsh and, uh, it keeps getting in one of these holes and I get him in it and it's all like wobbly. And so finally I get it up on this brush and he's sitting up on top of it. He's not even in it. You know, I close it all down. So he's sitting on top of it on top of the brush uh, which ended up working out fine. I mean, he was a little bit in the water, but he was excited enough. He didn't care. Um, but anyway, so we're sitting there in the rain. First light comes and nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This season is just like the worst start <laughs> ever. It's just nothing. And my brother-in-law is sitting next to me. He came all the way from Tennessee and I'm supposed to put him on some ducks and, yeah. and, uh, and then finally, um, yeah, over the trees, we got this group of wood ducks and man, they just, I mean, they come in there and this is their spot. So they're, you know, they're sailing in there, decoying real nice, but with all the switching around and everything I got, we had like two, three miles of, of when we started, it hadn't started raining yet when we're setting up. And, um, you know, I didn't do my due diligence and looking at what the wind prediction was for the direction. So once the storm rolled in and I mean, it was a rainstorm for sure. Um, the wind direction, adjusted and the birds had to swing through our decoys and out around again um so they went from like 15 yards at a passing shot to decoy out in front of us at like 50 yards um <laughs> so didn't play the wind right so these birds like i said they worked right in there and they swang right in front of us and uh we go for the first group and another thing about this i decided you know with my bad shooting i was going to switch it up use my under over <laughs> or over under shotgun and uh, that just that just honestly made things worse. Um, <laughs> so to make a long story short, short, we had I think three groups work in. Um, my brother-in-law John, he got one. It was beautiful wood duck, wood duck Drake. Um, I went over five, just shooting blanks apparently, and uh, <laughs> frustrating man, yeah. frustrating. Frustrating because I mean we're talking like fifteen-yard shots. So there were some passing shots, um, and. You know, and the one that my brother-in-law did get was swinging around on the far end of our our shooting and decoying in at like 40 yards. So he smacked that one right before it hit the water, right before uh-huh. it decoyed in. And, uh, you know, the, the positive about it is he's getting the bird mounted. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got a good-looking wood duck. He took it home with him to Tennessee and getting it mounted. Um, so, yeah, that's my hunt updates it, um, to kind of show the pain of the stats. I went two for 16 over those four days, four days of a row of hunting and two birds to show for it. <laughs> Man, you're, uh, that's humbling, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the really rough things about shooting videos, having podcasts is like moments when it's, you're just sucking and you've got to be real and be honest about it. It's, it's, it's a difficult task. Yeah. It's not, it's not fun to own up to it. No, but you know, <laughs> This is what real hunters experience. Yep. Real hunters experience shooting slumps. I mean, every now and then you get these world-class shooters that don't, but for the most <laughs> part, 
I mean, a couple of years back, I, I have a um, video, I think it's called confessional or something where I, I was, I'd gone six for 36 hmm. and uh, I have a confessional during the video about it because I felt like in my heart that I was kind of starting to hide it in my videos. And, and from the time I started, it's like, I am going to be authentically real. And you know what? It's just how it is. This is people can relate to it because it's real. It's not limits every time, never missing, which is what some people try to portray um, in social media. It's real. It's it's how it is. So don't feel bad about it. It's just it'll swing it back around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just my time to get my uh, my pride knocked down a few notches after last the end of last season. Man, I was just smoking them. Um, and I felt like I couldn't miss. It's like you're saying, you just pull up and bang, you pull your gun and see ducks dropping everywhere. And, uh, you know, the beginning of the season, even with till I was shooting good and then swinging into this, man, it's just, yeah, it's humbling. We'll say that, but it's real. And, uh, honestly, I just, I still have that dry. I just want to get out there and, and get redemption more than anything. I just want to go after it and, and speak uh, talking yourself mentally and try to try to make sure that you're just aiming or swinging naturally and not, not over, over, yeah. aiming, you know? Yeah. Overthinking or overcompensating. Yeah. So it's rough. I know my first two, my first two years filming FDH, I'm a career 47% shooter, um, which is really bad considering the amount, the, the, the type of shots I pulled the trigger on. But um, those first two seasons that I shot like 35, 36%, um, both those two years, we weren't shooting any ducks, and it's just how it goes. It's just how it yeah. goes. I think it's the more you shoot, the better your shot gets. So, <laughs> yeah, probably slow so. years get slower when you're, uh, yeah, you know, missing the shots. So, you have anything you want to share off your uh, freelance hunt stats? Or are you gonna, you know, go I need to for a while. I need to go back through them because I, I've got an issue where three of my hunts from last year i think i just didn't put the dates in so i can't uh-huh. filter it out right so i need to go put yeah. the dates in those because i just okay. put the hunts in without the dates so my numbers are screwed up right now and it's inflated because those were like all limits and <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. i can't be doing that good <laughs> yeah yeah well mine says i'm at nine hunts 45 ducks 58 <coughs> percent shooting um my, my best stat my favorite stat of the year is i've yet to lose a single duck so mm-hmm. i've shot 70 fired 77 times dropped 45 ducks and I've, I've retrieved every single one. So I'm thrilled about that. And right now at, on this freelance sunset site, I just talked to the developer last night and we should have this done relatively quickly. So when you filter the hunts, cause when you put in your hunt, you can, you can, there's an option to pick what state you're hunting in. Right. Um, but so now when you filter, you're going to be able to filter by state. So you'll be able to go through and just see, how the people in Missouri are doing, how the people in Kansas are doing, how Oklahoma. So you'll, you'll, be, you'll be able to go state by state and see um, how everybody is doing just by that one little filter tab. So that's the newest addition to it. And I'm, I'm really excited. That'll be, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That's cool. Yeah. I want to get to the point where I have a map up there where you can just click the state. And I don't think we're quite there yet, um, but we will. In time, we're going to have um, sooner rather than later probably – um, the stats will be turned into graphs as well. Um, so, so you have more visuals to look at and more, more graphics of the state and those types of things. So you can even, I, I don't know, I, I don't, but it's, I, I'm really excited to be able to go through state by state and just see who's all reporting what from where, who's shooting better, you know, which state averages more birds per 
hunt than other states. That'll be really interesting. Just, yeah, I think that it would be uh you know, the, the possibilities are endless. What you can do with all these, this data and it's pretty cool. It really is. I, 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 it's maybe someone correct me if I'm wrong, feel free to email me. I don't believe there's anything out there that allows you to do what I'm doing, especially once you get into state by state. And I, I don't think there's data like this anywhere that's, that's being gathered. Mm. That I, I mean, the actual government um, surveys, but those aren't public knowledge. <laughs> well, but even the government surveys, all they're, all they're surveying is the day you yeah. hunted and what you harvested. Yeah. That's so they're, it. Uh... They're, not, they're not collecting weather. They're not collecting birds lost. They're, so I mean, even, even I've got, now they've got more of that data, but as far as the depth of what they're collecting, it's nothing compared to what we're collecting. Yeah, correct. So I, I'm I'm pumped about that, and it's I spend lots of time just playing around with it and looking and seeing, um, mm-hmm. what all the other because now that you can sort by everyone's data together, how many hunts were logged on certain days, how weather was affecting it, it's just I mean you can play with it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's awesome but for sure. <laughs> if you're a number guy, if you're not if you're if you're not into numbers, then it's probably not your deal. But. <laughs> You know, something to kind of add on to that. We're talking about state by state stuff. Uh, something new that I got going on my channel is the migration report. And it's got, you know, all your favorite uh, content creators or maybe not all of them, but a lot of them um, on there. And, you know, I was really pleased to see kind of the outcome of that. So, you know, be sure to check that out um, if you're wanting some your migration report. You know, everybody's kind of looking for a migration report. We're going to have one now. Um, with the YouTube guys as well, um, over at Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube, you can check that out. What did you kind of think of that, Elliot? I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'm 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 interested to see um, how how it progresses. I think that maybe you might want to put some perimeters on parameters on the amount of intro stuff guys put in. Mm. Um, I I think maybe streamlining it a little bit to get from person to person quicker is probably better. Gotcha. That, that was my, that was my only, I wouldn't say negative. That was my only thought on the first one is that the time of it is probably longer um, than what I, than what I think is good to hold retention, but you'll be able to look at the retention stats and see if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, have you looked at the retention stats on that at all? Um, no, I haven't really done a deep dive yet. Yeah, I, th- I think that with, with the analytics that YouTube has available now, you'll be able to hone it down and say, okay, people are dropping off, so I need to you know, make this shorter or whatever, and you'll be able to hone it in. It's, it's a great idea, and I, th- I think that first episode was really certainly really cool. Awesome. All right, well, that I think that pretty much concludes our hunt updates. Um, any last words, Elliot? Nope, we'll be out there. Um, Failing again miserably this weekend's my guess. The birds are stale. <laughs> Alrighty. And I guess I'm I'm actually gonna head out in the morning unless it's downpouring. It's supposed to be raining. Don't know how much harder it'll rain. And uh then yeah, back out in the weekend as well. <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll be back at it. Rain or shine or uh you know, missing shots or birds decoying in, whatever it is, I'll be still going after it. Go get them, man. Go get them. Alrighty guys, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Let's go.